Welcome, folks, in inaugural episode of the Dynasty Hour. I am Jagger May, writer for DLF. You can find me at Fantasy Blue Chip. And with me is the host of This Guy Sucks, Chuck Bass. How you doing, Chuck? What's happening? And host of Divots and Pivots, Mr. Mallet himself, Andrew LaDuke. How you doing? What's up? Bringing sophistication everywhere I go. As always, happy to be here. Nice, on the road. That's a heavy it. pour of wine there. I'm I'm going to take note of that. That's, and he's here to save our lineups. Yeah. It's Fantasy Jesus, Justin Herrera. Justin, how are we doing? I think Andrew's trying to use my powers for his evil doing over there. <laughs> he's going to ask me to turn all of his water into wine. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> take note of how many wines that Leduc has drunk. He's already yeah, drinking wine. wine I know. On the bottom of the and how much here. he's what poured into know? that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It'll communion. That's a, that's excessive. Oh, excessive for communion. Hold on, wait. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta include the ones I had down at the bar too. Hold on. Oh yeah, road road wine. All right, let's go. Special kind of buzz. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll just start off with our news and shenanigans. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> News and shenanigans. I like it. All right. No, it's, pre- it's pretty dry this week, fellas. Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. of the Ravens. Uh, do we care about that? Let's just get it out of the way. Do we care? As a, as a Patriots are, fan, I care. Are we supposed well, to care? It's sad. Are we supposed it is to sad. care? It's very sad. I think I mean, the only place would have been the Patriots. Hole. Yeah, I mean, let me ask you this. Before we get into the Ravens part, is there anywhere he could have signed that you would have been excited about, truly? Yes. Yes. No, that's what I'm saying. There's plenty of places. Where? Name it, Justin. Name it. Green Bay. I would have loved to. Mm -hmm. Actually, in New York. Like, Mm -hmm. whether we want to believe this Aaron Rodgers deal was going to happen or not, Garrett Wilson Mm -hmm. had a completely defunct quarterback situation, still had 1,000 yards, still had a hell of a season. So is your excitement for him signing somewhere tied to whether or not they have a quarterback that could actually, I don't know, play like an elite quarterback, basically? Um. Yeah, I mean, but also the system, too. I mean, if you're in a notoriously bad system for receivers, I don't want any part of it. You know, I mean, I know they did a change at uh, for was it Todd Munkin, the old Georgia court or the old Georgia coordinator. So, I mean, maybe, but I mean, they were also still kind of run heavy, too. So I don't really I don't know if I really want any part of it. And then Lamar is probably not going to be there. I mean, mm-hmm. would well, you want to me, go there? It's like a chicken and egg type thing. It's like a, it to me it was a bad system for wide receivers because there was just bad receivers. You know, to me saying that like, well, you know, Brashad Perryman never produced there. It's like, well, you know, like it's Brashad Perryman, but <laughs> and, and the, it, to me like you got to have the players to to be able to run the offense that you need to run. And this gave yeah. me more hope for Lamar. Like I don't think Lamar is going to go anywhere anywhere. And then we get to our next piece of news. Um, the quarterback market shifted. So the Ravens, if they're ever, ever going to want a franchise quarterback, they're eventually going to have to pay this. So unless they're going to trade up 
and get one of the big three of the rookies that we're we'll talking about later. I just think that, you know, you're going to get Odo Beckham Jr. You're going to sign Lamar Jackson and you got a new offensive coordinator. So you probably need to pass more. And this mm-hmm. is a lot of speculation because like you said, like they have been a run heavy team for a long time. But to me, it's just the age thing. Like we're not talking about the right thing. Odo Beckham Jr. is old. Like we're living off one catch and, and like like two seasons basically Thank from you. like a phys- yeah, it feels like ten to like ten years ago. And then I know he had the big Rams run, but like as far as the dynasty goes, to me, he's like a running back. You're gonna buy him for one year and then you're gonna sell him as quickly as you can. Mm-hmm. Almost early if you can. Sure. So I would say you're selling him mid season. That's what you're doing. Yeah. He's not even getting through a full season for you on a dynasty team. Yeah, you're hoping he pops and then you you're selling yeah. him plus a pick for a better receiver or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. He's got two good things going for him as far as things you can take advantage of one of which being the last time he was seen he was great so nobody has seen him oh great might be a long stretch he was good and he was producing now he was a small sample size of that trade to the rams but he did look good and especially this last i mean got the play towards acl it was money so and the second thing is the ravens and they got a long history of old wide receivers coming in and doing great i mean remember that great des bryant season oh Remember that great <laughs> season? Remember that great <laughs> Willie Sneed season? I mean, the, I mean, I could go all day, all day. I got one actually for you. It wasn't great, but remember that good Antoine Bolden season. Uh, but that, that was, was like a generation. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that was a generation ago. Like my niece, yeah, it was. that name. You know? <laughs> 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 That's like saying they used they used to have good throwing quarterbacks uh, because they had Trent Dilfer. You know, oh, that's, yeah. that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, <Trent> MVP <laughs> Flacco. Dilfer <laughs> lowered so, the bar for what it takes to win a Super Bowl. Right. Oh yeah, that, that's what got Joe Flacco money. You know, like mm-hmm. and that's why Joe Flacco is still around, even though we all knew mm-hmm. that he was Joe Flacco. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Speaking of franchise quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts gets an extension. Uh, No shocker because the Eagles don't want to be the Ravens. They want to make good Mm -hmm. decisions and not be in this clusterfuck of nonsense. So Mm -hmm. good for them. Um, he's got like 175 mil guaranteed. And this is what I was talking about. Like he basically should have texted Lamar and been like, you're welcome, bud. You know, because now mm-hmm. the Ravens got to move, man. They got to move. So uh, yeah. what are your thoughts? The Eagles are going to be good for a long time. It sucks because Philadelphia mm-hmm. and the city are unfucking bearable, but good for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'll say personally, this is a big – it's a big – this is something Lamar should have done. I mean, just to, like you said, to teeter into this, this is something mm-hmm. Lamar should have been doing. He should have done a couple of years ago. He should have just gotten this worked out already. Um, but mm-hmm. it's big for, you know, Jalen Hurts is the number one guy going right now for the um, to finally put the bed, the narrative of you can't win with a running quarterback. Like I just that's why I hated to see Philly lose the Super Bowl, because I thought we were in play away from us being done with that narrative forever. And we never have to hear from it again. And this is the guy to do it. If anybody in the league can do it right now, it's the one I'm putting my money on. Yeah, exactly. And and, and you got to think about who he ha- who he has. He's going to have. AJ Brown and Devontae Smith mm-hmm. together for I think three mm-hmm. more years. So that mm-hmm. that right there is a slam dunk. And then the way how he rose after it makes me man. I'm uh, like I, I'm a. I remember when we used to have a real office by meaning 
old and didn't want to sign um i don't know like ancient quarterbacks that weren't very good in college to play Mm. wide receiver that seems to be like the only thing that he wants to do and on top of that their defense is signed forever you know like i think hassan reddick Mm -hmm. is for like another five seasons and i think we really have to question if jalen hurts is in dynasty qb1 territory because he's already finished Mm -hmm. as as the qb1 on fantasy right now and you got to think he has a higher Mm rushing floor than patrick mahomes arguably higher than Josh Allen. You want to think about the yardage. And then again, he's, he's mm-hmm. got the system and the team to surround him with love forever. You know, to me, Absolutely. I almost want to put Josh. Yeah. I almost want to put Josh Allen. Like is QB three for Josh Allen crazy. You know? Mm-hmm. No, I don't no. think so at all. I'll let somebody else jump in here and take this, please. Mm. So right. I was going to say yeah. from dynasty standpoint, I think I would still put Allen ahead of Mahomes from the durability standpoint. I think Mahomes is starting to show some, some reoccurring injury issues and, mm. and Allen's is, Allen is just a sturdy beast. Like he, he really, even when he's hurt, he plays through it. Mahomes plays through it too, but we see that it affects his game more. Uh, mm. So for that reason, like I think it's close enough to where I just barely give Allen the edge over Mahomes and dynasty right now. Mm-hmm. Just See, that's the reason that why I wouldn't is... want to do it. I'm like, because Allen, he runs like a fucking bulldozer. Like, no offense. I mean, I know everybody here has probably played football. That doesn't last forever, man. That really mm-hmm. doesn't. True. And they have done nothing to get him a running back. You know, you got Ezekiel Elliott out there. Who cares if he's, like, literally on his last bad wheel? Like, just wheel his ass into the end zone for freaking 15 touchdowns and, like, give him a Lendell White year where he has 400 yards and 15 touchdowns. Like, take that burden off of your freaking quarterback. Mm -hmm. I don't know. For me, dynasty-wise, great. You got Mm -hmm. no love for Damian Harris in that system, then? Um, I've got no love for Damian Harris's injury history. That's a different. He's only had one good year. Well, it's not going to matter who's back yeah, there. They have absolutely no idea how to run block. The team itself has been piss poor in the in just even mm-hmm. understanding that concept in general. Um, and that's tough. That's why I like Hertz much more actually, because it seems like from the earliest day possible, this team figured out what it is they need to do to maximize. Just like, and they don't make it hard. He's not out there like grinding for all of these points, and he won't be. They're making it as easy as possible on him. They're making it. They're using him to the absolute maximum. And he's smart as hell. I mean, I'm not saying Josh Allen isn't smart, but Jalen Hurts, like players don't make leaps like he's made. It's crazy. No, they don't. And it's like, and it's one of those things where you got to grade like the intangibles on top of that. You know, like that's a guy that I want to bet on. And then we talk talk about intangibles. That's where Josh Allen is QB three, not because he's not a winner or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I just think that Patrick Mahomes might be the greatest quarterback ever. So like, like with that being said, yeah, like he's always going to be good because you want to talk about injury. This everyone was talking about his high ankle sprain during the Super Bowl, and he had like a game ceiling twenty yard dash through it. You know, mm-hmm. like I just think he, yeah. Well, after it, after it's all said and done, he's going to be the greatest quarterback, or uh, to me, top three. Let's let's put it that way. He's going to be top three if he's not better than Tom Brady. Yeah. He'll be right after sure. right after Peyton Manning or something like that. But Jalen Hurts, you know, going back to the original point. Him just being the Russian quarterback that he's done and and able to throw with that efficiency, we gotta we gotta at least question it. And mm. then speaking of Patrick Mahomes, I don't know if you guys saw this today. I thought it was hilarious, and I added it to the show sheet. Patrick Mahomes is hyping <laughs> up Justin Ross. I don't know if you guys remember mm. who he is or not. So mm-hmm. I saw him hyping him up. I, 
I don't buy it. Well, Andrew, you're giggling. I'll, I'll let you start us off. This, this is the idea of like all he was ever really known for was the speed, and then that, that's it. And you never does. I don't see how like he's not. It's almost like he's begging to try to find himself Tyree Kill again. Like he just yeah. misses what Tyree Kill was and and could be for that team so much that he's just trying to will it upon Justin Ross, and it's not going to happen. Yeah, and it's like, and I, and 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 here's like just some interesting things. You know, you say speed, but as pro day, he ran a, a four six nine. Granted, there's context. He had a stress fracture in college, and mm-hmm. one reason why he's been out most of the season is been he's been trying to repair that. But I don't know if that makes me feel any better. And maybe we should have had the injury expert on. But from what I've gathered, foot injuries fucking suck because uh, you need to have feet to run. I, I don't know. I'm not, a, again, I'm not an injury <laughs> expert. So if he has a continued foot problem, I think that might hurt his speed. And then when you talk about face mm-hmm. plants and statistically how bad receivers who face plant their rookie year are, and it doesn't matter a context, mm-hmm. teams don't give a shit about you. He went undrafted. There is no value yeah. to Justin Ross whatsoever. In this draft yeah. right now, they could draft a guy and if, Again, he could get drafted seventh round. He matters more than Justin Ross because he went undrafted. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to me, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mahomes is still pretty high from whatever they shot him up with at halftime of the Super Bowl, is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that the yeah. long term effects of whatever European shade medicine they put in his ankle is still starting <laughs> it's still starting to seep out they took him down to tijuana and <laughs> it does it, it does make me question though why is he feeling the need to pump up justin ross when they when they have someone uh young who showed explosiveness and ricky james on the team now and sky moore mm. who's in his second year like Hey, they have these young, explosive guys who have shown something. Mm. Oh, Sky Moore hasn't really shown it yet, but Richie James has. You know, mm. why is he feeling the need to pump up the number five, number six receiver on the team who might mm. not even make the team? And it's not like you got to say, like, well, what do you think about Justin Ross? You can't be like, well, I think Justin Ross fucking sucks. I don't know why we have him. Mm. Like, you can't say that, but yeah, at least just, be like just, modest. Yeah. Just yeah, be real about it. Yeah. Just yeah. pull the Bill Belichick with Mac Jones and say, yeah, he can play in this league and just leave it at that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's tough. I always think it's really hard for other. I mean, other player, NFL players know ball, but sometimes I think it, their ability to maybe evaluate another player or what they can do. I mean, you're right. He has. To, he does have to be nice in what he says, but also, you know, Mahomes kind of he's kind of got a trust issue thing going on with his wide receivers. Uh, you know, with, with mm. Kelsey being the only like core guy left still. And I don't Aaron know if it's yeah, that's just how they. That's just how these guys do things for whatever reason. Maybe it's because their expectations are so much higher for what is actually capable on a field. So maybe it's a frustration thing. But uh, I mean, who's who's going to know more than him? I'm, like I'm said, sure he has a little bit of the complex of I can make anybody too. Like that's what sure. I think about it. When I, when you start bringing out Justin Ross's name, like when they don't even like consider re-signing Tyreek Hill, they just say, oh, we're going to do it with Marcus Valdez-Scantling, who's never stayed mm-hmm. healthy a day in his life. Like he's been yeah. he's been out for every single season. He's been out games. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like one of those things where, like, I think he's gotten to that point where he thinks he can make anybody else step their game mm-hmm. up. And this might be just like a direct message to Justin Ross, like, hey, I've been watching you. Maybe nobody else is watching you, but I've been watching you. And maybe this mm-hmm. means if I go out there and say it, you'll actually elevate your game. You'll work harder. And he's mm-hmm. trying to do it internally, which is a smart thing to do because when you think about it, yep. they're not wasting a lot on this guy. 
they're wasting maybe like half a million on this guy to be on the roster. And if he turned, if he doesn't even turn into the next uh, Tyreek Hill, but he turns into a guy that they can turn to for maybe like, you know, 50 catches out of this next season, I mean, shit, you just got to steal right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to play devil's advocate to, my, to myself real fast, if there is a wide receiver core that is more open to a mediocre guy stepping up and being the number one as a mediocre guy, it's, it's, it's the Chiefs receiving core right now. I mean, Kadarius yeah. Tony, who was, who was basically going to be used as a specialist, as we saw last year, in, in that kind of role, is their number one guy right now. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? If someone just has a good camp, someone could skyrocket. You just sure. don't know. Is it? Is it possible that Mahomes was accidentally watching John Ross highlights? He got the wrong Jay Ross <laughs> wrong? Is that even possible? Even then, it's like, yeah, even then, it's questionable. It's questionable. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I, you I, know I, he I definitely said, he, he definitely <laughs> said, hey, you know Jay Ross over there, he ran like a four, uh, four two six, and everybody's just yeah. like, I think you got the wrong Jay wrong Ross. Ross. <laughs> wrong Jay <laughs> Ross at about four years too late. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. I feel bad for him because, like, their biggest signing I saw this offseason was like, you remember Justin Watson? He's their like little, like, mm-hmm. he's like, he's like one of them, like, like Ben Skoranek mofos. Like, yeah, this yeah. is like a hardy white dude that'll block his ass off and catch mm-hmm. passes. And like, your team needs yep. that, but you team needs that to be your wide receiver four. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense, folks. Wait, you mean not every tough white guy is Cooper Cup? Dog. Sorry. Far as I man. Gotta get it in, folks. It's because you said tough and you didn't use like a. Underdog Fantasy is here to save your post-fantasy football season blues. The easiest place to play and win with the Underdog Fantasy app. Get up to 20 times your money in a single night with our Pick'em contests. Grab some insurance when setting your picks and win even when one pick fails. Go online now and use the promo code TSS to double your deposit up to $100. Sit gingerbread. Good girl. Sit gingerbread. Gingerbread. Good girl. Right. to our segment of the week. Our segment of the week is uh, Diddy No. Uh, mm. Chuck, I'll play the graphic and the fun, and you take us away. Sound good? I love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are. Uh, we're going to kick the yes men out of the building. We're not doing any of that BS. The four of us are here. We're going to answer. We're going to ask some tough questions, and we're going to get some tough answers for some of these guys. So I'm going to start up by number one. We're going to hit the running backs first. Joe Mixon. So, Justin, I'll ask you on Joe Mixon. Does he know that if you're going to commit crime, you still have to play well on the field? Um, I, I hope he knows. <laughs> but there is no guarantees that he knows. Um. <laughs> I didn't work out for Alvin Kamara last year. <laughs> so mm. I hope that he kind of <laughs> takes a little lesson out of that one and goes, yeah, you know, I still kind of got to get a contract and still got to kind of play in the league, maybe to kind of pay off all these fines that I seem to be collecting now. 
I mm. think this is what is like his second arrest. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's having yes. a tough go of it right now. Yeah. And, yeah, and uh, like when you average already... three yards a carry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he was already on everybody's sh- like... everybody's shit list. Yeah. 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 All right. So he does not know. We'll go with that. So for our next one up, Rashad White. So Jagger, I'll ask you, does he know that being more explosive than leftovers Leonard Fournette does not mean the Buccaneers won't be looking to add a replacement in the backfield in the draft? I don't think he knows that. And I don't think half the dynasty community understands that because uh, (laughs) I've even seen it. I've even seen it. People like Rashad White, here's some numbers and some charts. And I'm like, bro, like, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Like team teams are gonna, especially in this draft class. Even let's mm-hmm. say Rashad White was 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 a stud. He's let's say mm-hmm. he's like OG Leonard Fournette. You know, whatever, however good mm-hmm. that was, he is that good. They would still draft another running back. You know why? Who is their mm-hmm. RB two? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can't name it. You're the Bucks fan, Chuck. Oh, so. oh man, are you talking about first ballot <laughs> Hall of Famer Chase Edmonds? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Is he really a Buccaneer? He is the Buccaneer. They just His wished son. him happy birthday last week. <laughs> Holy I shit, I did not that. know that. I missed that signing <laughs> too. I completely missed it. Wait, yeah, who's that money? Guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who's that third round pick that Bruce Arians loved a little while back? He's like, oh, this guy's going to start getting mad reps. Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn. He's essential, and we, we all wish him well. So dynasty community, here's your opportunity to sell Rashad White. You sell Rashad mm-hmm. White and whatever pick you have to go get whatever better running back you can, or just another pick. If you get a first with mm-hmm. with Rashad White, that's a smash because running backs oh God, don't yeah. matter, and especially Rashad White. So mm-hmm. nailed it. I, so uh, question though, question for yeah. Jagger: Do you do it before the draft? Because you think that well, yeah. if they go in the draft mm-hmm. and get another running back, the stock goes down, right? Yeah. Yes. Definitely. I mean, I'm, I've got desperation players. That's a segment. We're going to write this down, folks. Like, mm-hmm. players I'm desperately <laughs> trying to sell before the draft. Rashad White is like, and Tyler Algier, they're like top five on that list, man. Like, get yeah. them, try to yeet him to someone else. So they'd be like, well, he had a good season. I don't care that he's a, a day three pick and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot of chatter going around and you talk you're talking about two guys right now to look if the season started tomorrow, then obviously the team feels differently about them and they're smashed plays in certain varieties, but it's fucking April. All right, let's everybody be a little bit realistic about how much more team building has to go on between now and when opening day starts. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, you know, and being the most explosive player on last year's Buccaneers offense doesn't mean shit. All right, I can assure you that. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so we'll that's something in football where people here. have to understand floors. Mm-hmm. Big, yeah, yes. absolutely. And that's where this whole, you know, that's what this whole dynasty space is trying. We're trying to teach people, right? Like there's a whole lot more than just what, how many points did one guy score over a certain 17 game sample as a rookie? Like that's just not going to yep. be how we run things. Um, okay. Yep. So Andrew, I'll hit you up next. KJ Osborne. Does he know that Adam Thielen's vacated targets are going to go to somebody else other than him this year? Uh, n- no, th- this is just a bunch of nobody knows anything about their own situations because this is another situation of where, and it works for Rashad White too, like we were just talking, where pe- owners tend to assume that just because a player leaves, everyone's going to just move up one notch on the mm-hmm. on, on the depth chart. If we're yeah. talking mid-season, that may be the case, that's sure, but like you said, this is April. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's going to draft a receiver. 
Jalen Rieger is not going to be their third receiver. KJ Osborne is not going to be their number two receiver. KJ Osborne has proven he's a number three receiver at best, yeah. I think. Yeah. And where he's going to live, that's the ceiling. So, no, he does not know. And, and look, he sh- I don't think he should buy into that for his own sake. He should think he's better so that he can try to push himself and play better. But, no, he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. I'm a rookie. Justin no, I, Yeah. Yeah, KJ Osborne, he he's one that he he's been hyping himself up. He's like, I'm ready. And I'm like, bro, if you're ready, you would have done better last year because the ghost of Adam Thielen yeah. was doing just well, enough. Well, exactly. Here's yeah. the thing. He, it wasn't gonna he, it wasn't gonna take much for him to jump over Adam Thielen last year. Mm-mm. It's not like he no. was putting up a fight. Yeah, and this is also they will draft another wide receiver. And also, yes. if like I said, to use the fast forwarding tool again, we could fast forward to week one tomorrow. And I still would not feel good about KJ. Yeah, all those targets are going to Justin Jefferson, or, or like you said, a rookie running back, or somebody else who's coming in. It's not going to be. It's not him. And a receiver and, to be named later. Well, and let's and just he, think about he, it. In a full off season of TJ Hawkinson in that system, I'm sorry, he's going to get more. They're going to go mm-hmm. back to using the tight end like they used to when Kyle Rudolph was a, a you know a, a, mm-hmm. a diamond in the rough kind of like. They're going to oh, yeah. spread that ball around. Dalvin Cook's best days are probably behind him. Who sees if he's even on this team come the, come the start of the season? But, yeah, mm-hmm. KJ Osborne's not yeah. going to magically become a top 20 receiver. Yeah, here's a good time to say that if you don't know this already, there is no such thing as vacated targets. There is to an extent. Someone is going to get something – but you can't assume mm-hmm. just because a player leaves and, well, they got 10 targets a game. KJ Osborne's going to get 10 targets a game. 10 targets are earned, folks. Targets are owned. Mm-hmm. If you cannot break free from NFL defenders and earn a target, like, like I think wide receiver is the most stable position to project who is mm-hmm. good because a good wide receiver will do a lot for a bad quarterback. Shout out to Derek Carr. You know, like, 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 you got to think about what what happened over there with the Raiders. You, you got a uh, I'm blanking out here. De, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams mm-hmm. leaves from one of the greatest quarterbacks in our league, and then goes over and then replicates the same thing. You know why? He's fucking good. He's really good at football. <laughs> KJ Osborne is not that. So I'm done. Sorry. Well, no. Then there's you're, just you're a point to that. I think my you you say it's the most stable. For, to be able to tell who's the who's good at the wide receiver position, it's because the best wide receivers their best qualities that they get open. And that's what makes a quarterback yeah. good. That's what makes yeah. connections. Mm. If a wide receiver can't get open, it doesn't matter what else they do. So as long as they can get open, those are always the best guys. KJ Osborne's not that guy. And yeah. I'll, I'll, to full circle that, we talked. We made a John, Rose, John Ross joke earlier. Um, I learned vacate dart targets were not real in 2017 when Brandon LaFell had 90 targets and he left the Bengals. And all those targets were up for grabs. And I was told John Ross was going to be that dude. 58 targets, 58 yeah. targets as the yeah. wide receiver too. Yeah. Okay. Can't very nice. All right. Brandon fell on our first show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Didn't even have to Google it. I love it. Um, that's how useless my brain is. All right. I got it. We got some more here. We'll pop through them. Justin, you got, I got you next. Gabe Davis. Does he know that he's not him? No, no. He, he totally believes that he is him. He does not know a hundred percent. Uh, after this past season, this past season probably felt like it was validation for him because he got his career highs and everything. But guess what? Somebody's going to get drafted this year, buddy. You're not going to be getting all of that. You know, just like you said, 
It's all about what you are as a receiver. Can you get open? Can you run different routes? Can you not just run a nine route and make it look pretty when you catch the ball? Can you not validate your whole career off of four touchdowns in one playoff game? Can you do anything mm-hmm. else but that? Mm-hmm. No, no, and no. I I mean, I'm, I'm sick of talking about Gabe Davis. Last year, everybody was yeah. – bringing Gabe Davis into like the seventh round. I'm just like, okay, cool. Not you me. can have him. He was going as a top not, 24 not oh, dude, He was going so yeah, early by the nuts. end. Yeah. I it was so nuts. I was Gabe just Davis like, you guys, Justin. me and you were on the same page. Yeah. Mm. It was so fucking nuts. I was just like, all right, you yeah. guys can have this one. Fantasy yeah. Twitter. Josh you can Allen's have this one. <laughs> Josh Allen's his quarterback guys. He'll be his quarterback for mm-hmm. years. So, you know, you got to hype him up. Yeah. 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 The oh, best okay. thing that could have happened is that the bills, um, went down in spectacular flames, and usually teams try to pivot pretty hard when that happens, especially when they're like they haven't broken through the ceiling yet, which they haven't. Mm-hmm. So um, right. hopefully, there's hopefully we have some maneuvering there. All right, uh, Jagger, I've got one for you, and I'm interested to see where you go with this. Tyler Higby, does he know that? Does even he know that he only had two top eight weeks out of 17 games, and he's completely replaceable and useless? Um, I sure here. Here's a real question: Did I know that? And the answer is no. <laughs> Tyler Higby has burned me two seasons in a row. Like the Tyler, like this whole list that you have here, the Gerald Everett's, the Tyler Higby's, the Jonu Smith's, the Albert Ogaway Boonums. This Criticals. is why you don't. Yeah, you like everyone just like you got to spin. You know, you you got to you got to get Albert O in the top eight rounds. You got to get Tyler Higby. Like, like it's a terrible idea. It's a terrible mm-hmm. idea, and I I fell for it. So use my folly as an example that Tyler mm. Higby, I don't even know, like you had to say his name for me to register it. Like I've got the, the bullshit mm. blockers on when I read Tyler I Higby. Know. People <laughs> offer that in trade and see that. <laughs> it's, I can see pain. You got some pain behind those as. Oh, what's God. good for that? Jonu Smith, Jonu Smith hurt me as a Patriots fan and as a fantasy guy. I wrote articles about mm. Jonu Smith. Like, like I had like fucking fantasy receipts calling me an asshole about stuff like that. <laughs> you know? When fantasy receipts is calling you an asshole, you know you're hitting some real good stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's good. You know right, you so got to follow said... him when you end up on fantasy receipts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, let's let's continue. Yes. <laughs> All right, Uh, let's continue that very palpable anger trend. And Andrew, I'll hit you with our next one. Gerald Everett, does he know that he had one shot with the Chargers and he blew it? Probably. Honestly, (laughs) probably. You know what? You know what's worse? I also know because I was a massive Gerald Everett fan last year. I was was pumping his tires all the way, grab him with your last, you know, one of your last three picks in your draft. Gerald mm-hmm. Everett, he's going to pay off as a top 10 guy. And it looked good for a little bit. Looked good for a little bit. You probably and didn't draft like, George Kittle because you're like, why get George Kittle here when I get Gerald Everett? <laughs> I was 100% in the idea of drafting George, George Kittle in the top five rounds so I could get Gerald Everett in like the 16th. Yeah. Oh, man. I always love that. Why can I get a good player here when I could get someone worse later? So, but I do think Gerald yeah. Everett knows. I do think Gerald Everett knows. I, I think he, yeah, I think it was pretty clear to him. <laughs> one, day. One, one day he'll bounce. Hey, back. has anybody right. ever found Jared Cook and Gerald Everett in the same room? Are they like, oh, like the same person? Is this like a. Jared Cook is one of the greatest like, fantasy football punchlines ever because it was, it was like 
three weeks before every season, it was always, this is the year. Jared Cook's going to be great this year. He's going to blow up. And just never did it. <laughs> Yep. Well, I don't and, know. And the way like, things, if you guys are saying that he's the next Jared Cook, I might be drafting him next year then because Jerry, he did come around eventually and had a couple uh, nice seasons. And let's get let's get let's give Gerald Everett his flowers. I think he was still mm-hmm. a top twelve tight end. That means nothing. If you're finishing after but, like tight end six, you basically might as well hey, be streaming unless there's some injuries yeah. or something. Hey Jagger, I think he's in the elite company of like Tyler Conklin and <laughs> Last year, playing in a bang, banged up. Tyler, um, I had Tyler Conklin in a championship lineup, sir. I did not win. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so last year, Gerald Everett had career highs in targets, receptions, yards, mm-hmm. and tightest career highs in touchdowns while playing with Justin Herbert on a Chargers team that had injuries coming in left and right. Still only finished as tight end 13th, so. That's the Gerald Everett story in a nutshell. And that is why he had career highs because of all those injuries. <laughs> yes, it's not going to look any better. All right. Yeah. Uh, we got two those more those, here. So uh... we'll, hit, we'll hit them. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, uh, no I was right. thinking. We got two go more. Ignore me. Um, uh, Jared Goff. So, Justin, I'll ask you, Jared Goff, does he know that the Lions are desperately ready to climb the QB dating ladder? And we'll move on from him in a heartbeat. Yes, because I actually think he's a humble person. Like he doesn't seem oh, like wow. a, a terrible person, and I think he knows that it's probably gonna be like somewhere near its end, kind of like how San mm. Francisco wanted to out Jimmy Garoppolo. I think mm. you know him having a good season might have extended the leash. Maybe they're like, oh, maybe we can get a quarterback next year or something like mm. that. But I do think that he knows that within the next two years they're gonna try and replace him. Mm-hmm. You better Typical buy a Wingstop franchise or something. Like, buy a Wingstop <laughs> franchise. <laughs> uh, all right. This, uh, I mean, I think I'm in agreement with that. I think you're right. I think it's his play. I mean, there's a lot of people who want the Lions to, you know, move on from this playoff drought and all that, and they think Jared Goff can get him there. But hopefully the Lions of the franchise have significantly higher uh, hopes than what he can provide. Yeah. Okay. So I've got one more here and I'm going to ask this to the group because I feel like there's a possibility for some varying opinions on here and don't be afraid to drop the hammer, but I'm going to make my feelings very clear with the way I phrase this question. So with no further ado, our last one, Kirk Cousins, does he know that he's not the best quarterback in the NFC North? No, he does not. (laughs) I don't think he understands. He's the reason why every team he's on has never been to uh, Super Bowl, like I, <laughs> it's been him, man. It's been Kirk Cousins, like, like this year that collapse. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you want to talk about? Uh, I'm not even a, a Vikings fan, but Kirk Cousins lost me championships because he could not get Justin Jefferson yeah. the ball. You got, you got to, oh. like, this man mm. is probably, probably one of the most top five hated quarterbacks all time in a fantasy community. Cause like he, he mm-hmm. put up duds. Like you got to think about it. People had Kirk cousins and Justin Jefferson. They were in a lineup mm-hmm. in every league that, 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 that week. And mm-hmm. I don't know, man, he, it's one of those things where he has all the ability, but the winning ability. That, that's, mm-hmm. I don't know how you chart that, but yeah, he's, he's lucked into like, just, just offenses that I truly believe. And more quarterbacks could come in and succeed with what they're asking him to do and the talent that they've surrounded him. I mean, even going back to Washington, uh, the players that he's had the ability to play with, uh, it's 
and yeah, I'm with you on that one. But but you too, he's hunting, Justin, he's, Andrew, do you agree? Is he the best quarterback in the NFC South? No, he's not, but he's 100% been a product of well-structured offense. I mean, he was mm. you know, one of the first ones in, in the, the now highly touted Kyle Shanahan offense system, and like mm, he put true. that to, to good show in Washington, and, and it worked for him. And then, you know, he always needs a year or two to get used to a new system, and then it'll, he'll have one half-good season with that, that offense, but it has to be well-structured. So he's not the type mm. of guy who's going to lead a team and, and make up for mistakes. He's going to make mm. the mistakes. Yeah, yeah, he literally has to have a Kyle Shanahan or and or Justin Jefferson, you know. Like he yeah. can't he can't just have a Devonte Smith. Let's put it that way. Like he has to have like a fucking stud and then mm. a genius in his helmet. So I, I, I don't. Yeah. It, it it's sad. Good good for him. He made a lot of money. He made a cool meme. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm. You know, like Kirko chains. So. <laughs> He's a big meme guy. He's got about as many great Jeez, memes as any of the quarterbacks out there, though. Yeah, because um, he's one of the yeah. dorkiest. <laughs> he, uh, since he For came sure. to Minnesota, he had four. With his playing with prime Stephon Diggs, prime Adam Thielen, and then eventually, you know, Justin Jefferson. He had four consecutive seasons, finish five consecutive seasons of finishing outside the top ten as a quarterback until last year. Pretty brutal. Yeah. Think about yeah, how lucky yeah. you are to go from Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen to Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. And then right. you still suck just as freaking bad. Like you, you can't evolve in any way, shape or form. I feel like this has been the same Kirk cousins we've seen for like the past, what, five, six years. And it's just like, mm-hmm. when are you going to level up? Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody drafts him expecting him to level up and he just never does. Yeah. So I'll ask you guys, is the word out on him enough that he couldn't he can still be flipped relatively nicely for some returning pieces if you're talking about your dynasty leagues? Um, to be honest, I still think he has one season of value. Um, mm. uh, because where super where flex. Minnesota's drafting, they they're probably gonna get yeah, they're it's super flex. Thank you, super flex. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gonna probably get Hinn and Hooker or Tanner McKee or something like that. Mm-hmm. Fucking, mm-hmm. they might even trade up and they might get a guy like if I were them, I would trade up and get Anthony Richardson and have him sit behind mediocrity so Mm -hmm. he can get better. You know? So like to me, I wouldn't buy him unless you are desperate for a win and a QB, but you can, you got one more season of value out, but Mm -hmm. it's like we were talking about earlier. He's one of those uh, in season trade people, you know, when someone is desperate and they need a quarterback, then you trade right now. Sure. People are thinking towards the draft. They don't, they don't care Mm -hmm. about, Kirk Cousins right now. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got about as much value to me as Aaron Rodgers has and as Tom Brady had last yeah. year, where I'm like, yeah, I can go out and I can stick him in a super flex and possibly win the whole thing with him, but I'm mm-hmm. not giving you more than a second. I'm just yeah. not. Yeah, they're perennial redraft. They're perennial redraft sure. assets now. You got, you know, yeah. like you, you're thinking about it year to year. But some league is going to have that team who's who feels like they have enough to try to make a push, has a midseason injury in a super flex, and they just feel like they need somebody, and they're going to overpay. You'll find someone yeah. in your league who's going to yeah. overpay for Kirk Cousins this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got yeah. one more year left of dead cap money at twenty eight million, twenty eight million after this year, okay. and then after that, he's they can they can throw him overboard like a corpse banging against their whole Mad Men style. He can go to Indianapolis. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, all right. Well, guys, did they know? 
No. Or, they didn't know. No. Mostly not. No, they never do. <laughs> not, no, only Jared Goff knew. Yeah, Justin and I threw All right, a guys, few of them. That was about it. Well, that's a good spot to uh, pay some bills. Uh, we'll we'll uh, get a word from the sponsors, and then we'll go talk about some rookies. Sponsors. Jazz, Sportsbook, Casino, and Racebook, the world's best resource for all-purpose online wagering. For over 20 years, Jazz has provided the best and quickest payouts in sports and entertainment wagers. Live sports betting, covering all the major sports leagues, and even into the new and exciting world of esports. Down the stretch you'll come, with Jazz's online horse wagering. Get paid when you play with Jazz's fun and exciting online casino games. Go online now and use the promo code TSS for our new, members deals. Jazz Sportsbook, Casino, and Racebook, the world's best resource for online wagering. We're classy. I feel classy after that. I feel fancy. That was classy. Yeah, like, like, shirt. Oh, it's super classy. It's super classy. That's what we're going for tonight. I think we all dressed up. We all put on our uh, our nines. I would say. Well, I got to get my Hawaiian shirt on here next time. Like I said, I'm just ready for vacation. As soon as uh, like this is going straight in the suitcase. Like this is on just for this fucking show right now. And then I'm thinking about Mexico. And well, I guess we can get Marriott's into our stop putting robes. Sorry. Oh, Marriott's not giving robes, dude. Dude, I'm well, there's no robe in my right room, and when I asked for one at the when I asked for one at the front desk, they said they don't do that anymore. So, oh, dude, you got to get a <laughs> refund from that because that's that should be baked into the price of the of all hotel rooms. And um, man, you got shitty that. Wi-Fi, and you don't got a robe. Marriott's <laughs> getting a freaking complaint. They are getting three stars. That is just mm. not acceptable. This shit would never happen at the Hilton. Never. I, I never. agree. I agree. <laughs> All right. Let's talk rookies, fellas. All right. It's our rookie watch. All right, guys. I'm going to ask you about your top QBs and your top receivers in this draft. And me being the resident rookie prospect evaluator, I'm going to tell if your opinion is shit or not. So. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right, Chuck, we'll start with you. Who is your top QB in this, in this draft out of Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Will Levis. I'm assuming you don't want to, you're not one of the random people who want like Dorian Thompson Robinson or some shit like that. You're not going to throw out like Bo Nix. Well, I will never throw out Bo Nix. And that's a promise <laughs> I know you're that I'll make to you. I'll, I'll make that promise to you three right now. And I'll make it to all the viewers out there that you'll never hear me be up for Bo Nix, but who I will be up for right now. And I'm starting to feel little tingles and jingles just thinking about it. Anthony Richardson, QB one, lock it up, lock it in. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. I didn't think anyone's going to get there. All right. L- l- let's keep working around. Justin, who's yours? Oh, wow. See, I was going to say Anthony Richardson until he said Anthony Richardson because I thought he was going to say Bryce Young, the obvious answer. Because why not? The guy played at a high level and he's probably the best guy who can read the field. Uh, so, I mean, I'm looking at that. I'm like, hell yeah. You know, his size a little bit small, but, you know. But if you have to say, if the first thing you have to say is why not, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's the sell. 
I can tell you that right now. It is not this call. Well, I mean, I said why not because it's an obvious answer. It's it's a can't miss product. <laughs> it's not like I said Will Levis. Will Levis, why not? Oh, yeah, exactly. That is a why not. Andrew, who's your guy? Who's your guy? Uh, CJ Stroud, why not? Because honestly, none of them are going to matter in two years. They're just not. I don't like any of them. Mm. That's a bull. I'm going to revisit that and I'm going to put my head in that right there. Uh, just yeah, don't like uh, any of them. Uh, look, here's, here's, the th- here's the thing. Do I think like Young and Stroud probably have a chance, like, you know, over the next, like, I say two years from now, two, three years from now, having like a couple good games here and there, they're going to pop up and be valuable as like a flex starter here, a spot starter? Sure. But these aren't guys that I think are going to be your weekly starters, you know, anywhere in the future. Mm-hmm. I Here, so I th- here's something that. for you. Yeah. If I could take it for one quick second, here's something for you. So Stroud has been told that he's going to drop. Sorry, my cat keeps fucking biting my leg. Um, Same. So at this point, <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad Mrs. Giddy. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so Stroud is right now he's dropping. So if he mm-hmm. drops to something around three, somebody comes up and picks him up. He's the type of guy that I could see end up having, you know, I mean, it's not a sexy career, but, you know, like somewhere along the lines of like a Jared Goff with more mobility. I could see him, mm-hmm. you know, going to a, a Las Vegas or something like that, having you know, pretty good. He's, he's a pretty talented kid. But obviously, when you're talking about Carolina and Houston and these teams that have historically been so terrible, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't mm-hmm. want any part of that. Um, I guess my guy is CJ Stroud, and then after that, it's Anthony Richardson. And like, and mm-hmm. and this, there's a caveat: if Anthony Richardson goes to the mm-hmm. Colts, he's number one for me, and that's because mm-hmm. of the coach. Really? Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. and I, I'll I'll elaborate into that. But I, honest to God, I'll give comps from all these guys. Bryce Young's ceiling is Russell Wilson. He's not going to be consistently getting RPO runs, but he can create for himself. And he's probably one of the fastest processors I've ever seen. Justin kind of alluded to this. You want to talk about someone, despite like, and this is a negative and a positive at the same time. He's so short, he cannot see the field sometimes, but he is so smart mm-hmm. that he knows where his receiver is. So he's just throwing that fucker where it needs to go. And then mm-hmm. another thing that I think is an important caveat is he won a Heisman when he had a good receiver. His next year after that, he was still, I think, a Heisman finalist with Jameer Gibbs being his best receiver. A, a, a running back was their, their top. Yeah. Their, their top uh, pass catcher. C.J. Stroud, he's my number one because it's analytics. When you think about mm. size and, and prototypical things, C.J. Stroud, I have zero questions about that. And he's easily, I think, the most accurate guy in this draft class. Like, to me, he's mm. calm and collected in the pocket. And it, even if you watch him in drills or in a game, he puts the ball on every receiver. The thing is, he's had the greatest receiving core of all fucking time, man. Like mm. he, he went from having... Uh, like Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and then Jackson Smith and Jigba as your wide receiver three. And then, and then okay, you lose your top two guys. Uh, you're just going to mm-hmm. get Mark Harrison Jr. as a replacement. So, there, there, you know, there are questions about that, you know. Um, but Anthony Richardson, it, 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 you know, he was rushing floor. I think he's underrated on how polished he is and how bad that Florida was because uh, mm-hmm. he has good pocket presence yes. and a strong arm. Yeah, yes. strong. Like, like you know, like you already know. Um, 
the question is, is getting the coaching staff that will develop them. That's why it's Panthers or Colts or bust. If he goes to, if he goes to Houston, I don't believe him as much. If he goes to the Raiders, I'm going to be fucking heartbroken because I have zero mm. faith in that staff. Yeah, it's a wrap. It's a wrap if he's in Vegas. Yeah. So that, that's my rapid reaction on QB's fellas. Uh, mm. uh, Chuck, you had some some good amens in there. Let me know what you think. No, I mean, I completely agree. I mean, I hate to be like, I agree with everything everybody said, but I mean, for you to tie all that up, I mean, that is – I do think the book is pretty well written on all of these guys. I don't think that there's the only guy that I think has variance is Anthony Richardson. And that's why he is my QB one is because I do think that, you know, we're talking about and to beat the horse to death. I mean, this is just a potentially historic athlete playing the position yeah. um, and fit's going to be important for him. I don't, I hated the scheme in Florida. I hated what they asked him to do. It, it's going to make a lot of quarterbacks that aren't, that aren't, quite polished, which most college quarterbacks are not polished. I mean, that's a very, that's a rarity. So um, I don't know. They just, they asked him to do all this stuff that I was indicative of a poor, poor coaching uh, didn't maximize his strengths whatsoever. They basically tried to make him a human highlight reel, which he is, but mm. that's, you know, you're trying, you should be trying to you develop these office. guys. No, no, it's absolutely brutal. So I just, um, when none of the other guys look, if there was another, um, there was another guy in this class that was looked like a home run that looked like this guy is going to be great. And not just a couple other guys that I think are going to be good or pretty good ish. Then it'd probably be a little bit different, but you know, you're talking, you bring all the things he has to the table and then combine it with that factor. I just love it. I love the risk reward. So Andrew, my question for you is like, like for me, for mm. CJ Stroud, for instance, I think his floor is like, um, is Kirk Cousins, to be honest, with a little bit more mobility mm. or, or something sure. like that. But, like, realistically, I think his floor is Dak Prescott. And I think mm. his ceiling is Joe Burrow. You know, if he can run a yeah, little bit but maintain accuracy, that's why I think he mm. is at. So that's why I think that he's going to be a starter for a while. So my question is, like, what? Where, where, how do you see someone like Stroud? Because I, the reason why I pick him is he's like – he doesn't – he fits the prototype, you know, Bryce Young, mm -hmm. small boy, Anthony Richardson, mm -hmm. fast boy, Will Levis, yep. bad boy. So like CJ Stroud is just like normalist of the normals. So so what do you think well, about it? Well, and that's why I gave ultimately gave CJ Stroud my why not nod. Mm -hmm. Uh because, <laughs> because in the end, well, I think I think you said it perfect the first time. When you said comparison to Kirk Cousins, like that makes sense to me because that pretty much summarizes exactly why I think he like what I think he he can be in that he's gonna have weeks, you know, two years from now where he's gonna look like a top five quarterback and he's gonna pay off in, in your super flex position or your second QB position or something like that. But he I think he's gonna be overall in his career from a fantasy standpoint, a guy that people end up buying too early in drafts every year, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty, whatever, or they end up paying too much for in a trade. I think he he'll pay off some weeks, but when you look at his whole career as a whole it's, it's mm -hmm. going to be kind of lackluster when you put all the numbers together in the end. You're going to remember moments mm -hmm. with him, I think, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And plus, when, you think, of this, question, when you think of this draft – sorry, I, I didn't hear you coming in there. But when you the one thing I have to say about this draft as a whole is when you have two guys <laughs> that are being highly touted and at two different positions and Anthony Richardson – and Zay Flowers, who both have ties at some points to Boston College, you have an issue with the draft. There's just not enough talent. Yeah, it makes it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it makes sense. And I'm a Boston uh, College fan. And I'm I am guessing... one of the few Boston College fans. Definitely not yeah. on the offensive well, gonna... side. There's a lot of talent on the defensive yeah. side. Well, yes. This, yeah, I should have yeah. I should have clarified. Yes, I'm in offense, yes. Well, we're going to hit on Boston College later because I, I mm. feel like you're going to offend me this entire segment, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm guessing no one believes in Will Levis, right? Like no one like – no one it is, doesn't sound like, like it. Will Levis to me right now – you, oh, oh God, Chuck. Chuck, let's go. Let's hear it. <laughs> let's hear it, Chuck. <laughs> I mean, did you believe in Justin Herbert coming out? Yes. I think That's a lot why of people you came around on him. Believe in, dude, he is like TikTok Will Her, Will or Justin Herbert, man. He is like all of the TikTok challenges as a personality, but all the physical tools to be able to do it. Now, you asked me if I like him. You didn't ask me if I love him. I like him. Oh. Um, he's a freak. And uh, the NFL needs some freaks, and I'm rooting for him. My thing is, he's going to throw a beautiful ball to the other fucking team a lot. Like to me, he's like he is Daniel Jones and Justin Herbert's body, like a like a turnover machine is what I'm afraid about. Because like all the physicals are there. Because like to me, as a film grinder, it's processing, man. Like um, I talked about this on a different podcast of what traits that are more important for, for quarterbacks. I think being accurate is very important. So Anthony Richardson is, uh, is shaky there, but it's mechanically, it's not like he's naturally inaccurate. Ever seen like a net, like a person that when they throw the ball, they look good, but it's just fucking inaccurate. He is not that he mm-hmm. just has some bad mechanics, but it's processing. And I think is the biggest thing. Cause we've seen guys that don't have a lot of the physicals, but they're smart and they can get away with with mm-hmm. just that like chad pennington can throw the ball 20 yards down the field but he had a productive career you know for the most mm-hmm. part so the, i guess that's just my my two cents anybody anybody else love will levis i, mean, I think like will levis and anthony defense. richardson are the same person except anthony richardson's way more athletic i mean you look at Ooh. you look at their i, Ooh, I looked a little bit at that tape <laughs> i i saw you know most of anthony richardson's games enough to write up a report on him and I was not impressed. I felt like he was a little mm-hmm. like Trey Lance in the sense that he just fireballs these passes. He makes a screen pass look hard. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, when he's breaking people's fingertips, he's got zero touch to him. His accuracy, when you say it's shaky, that's probably, you know, the best thing I would say about it is it's shaky. <laughs> like, if he's not throwing it deep, it's it's kind of hit or miss. I mean, if he was throwing it deep, it's, oh, my God, it looks phenomenal. But if he's throwing it, like, five yards downfield, like, if you put him in a an offense and you ask him to start hitting slot receivers, it might be what Trey Lance hit his first year where he's breaking people's fingertips. And that comes from a 49er fan. I love Trey Lance, but mm-hmm. that dude broke people's fingertips in his first preseason. Like, I felt bad for Brandon Ayuk because he was just constantly like, pa pa. The ball just went in there so fast, and you got to be able to tone yeah, that back. You got to no be able to have somebody. Touch. Yeah, you're standing a, a feel and touch, mm-hmm. um, and and like I said, that, that to me, that's me protecting upside, and I, and I'm doing that a little bit more with Anthony Richardson because I again, I like when you talk about pocket presence, I think that Anthony Richardson has the best out of the class one of them and i mean like under pressure this guy does all the things that you want as out of as a quarterback he mm-hmm. wanted to keep his off field and he looks to make the throw he understands that is more valuable than his legs and yeah. a lot of young guys especially guys with rushing upside don't quite understand that so that's something yeah. uh, i guess moving 
the 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 receivers. This I'm skipping mm-hmm. X because there's a there's not so much controversy as who's the top running backs there as there yeah, is like sure. wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we got yeah, we got Jackson Smith and Jigma, Quinton Johnson, Zay Flowers, and Jordan mm-hmm. Addison. Justin, we'll start with you this time. Who is your top wide receiver? Oh man, I mean, I don't know. I haven't taken too much time to look at any of them. Um, to be honest with you, like the best, like most impactful receiver, I think is probably gonna be JSN right off the bat. Um, I'm actually a big fan of Tank Dell. I don't think he's the best receiver yeah. in this class, but I think if he's put in the right situation, he could definitely have a healthy career and could get you some points in fantasy. I think he could be a slot receiver machine if you put him in the right system. And this is me going out there saying, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, we need a slot receiver, baby. We need somebody like this underneath because he is a monster in space. And, I, you know, any scheme could use him because he literally can get incredible separation, just sit right there, say, hey, give me the ball, give me the ball. And then, you know, he gets the ball and he's fast enough to take it for another 15. So, I mean, he's like my guy that I've like looked at a lot and I've been like, all right, I really want him on my team, but that's only because my team has third round picks. So, do, do the 49ers like getting in the guy ball in space? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I do. Uh, it's kind of something that? they're working in. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Growth. Growth well, we'll important. circle back to that because I'm, I'm going to break your heart, Justin. Uh, Ooh, Andrew, oh, who's your top wide out? <laughs> uh, I'm going to be boring. It, it is JSN for me as well. Um, and it's mainly because. As a, as a Patriots fan, I pray he drops to fourteen. I don't think he will, but I pray he drops to fourteen because I think he would. He, he's what they need right now. He's that explosive, um, that explosive feature that that they need uh, for Zayli Bap, uh, Bailey Zappy to throw to Zayli Bappy. Yeah, that's that's fantastic, Andrew. Zayli because yes, Bappy. I, I, I skip. <laughs> I I Zayli Bappy. <laughs> I'm into that deal time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chuck, I mean, Bailey Zappy already sounds made Who's up. <laughs> uh, I um I I've been for a long time. I'll admit that I do think that JSN is you know that's who I'm taking if I need a wide receiver, regardless of the fit. But my guy that I love the most from this draft is Quentin Johnson. Um, his comps are crazy because I've seen him can be compared to you know anywhere from Alshon Jeffrey to Martavius Bryant to Brand. I mean, I, I Brandon Ayuk. I mean, people are all over the map with him. He seems to have the most spectrums of answers for what people think about what he's going to be. But I love his uh, run after the catch. I love his athleticism. Um, You know, his flaws are things that I truly think don't hold these guys back that much if they're developed properly in the right system, you know, possible hands issues. You know, he catches with his body a fair amount, which, you know, look, those aren't great, but you know, you put him in the right place, you let him develop, and I think he's got an extremely, extremely high ceiling. He is really uh, fast, that was and a... you would not expect him. Because <laughs> you look at his tape, and Believe it's just it like not, when he gets the ball. Mm. Okay. I'll start I'll start with you, Justin, on Tank Dell. What if I told you mm. that a receiver that was less than 170 pounds ran a 4-5? Yeah, I mean, I – I mean, that just tells me that he's not the greatest straightaway speed. But, I mean, one of the things that he's more predicated on is he's more of a, 
you know, shiftier guy, a little bit more of an agile guy. So like I said, open space, mm -hmm. I'll deal with it all day long. But if mm -hmm. you're telling me, yeah, straight away, he's not going to be, you know, a four, three. I mean, mm -hmm. what, what was Kyron? Kyron Williams had the same freaking thing. I mean, it's not a great example, but yeah, I definitely can see that. I was about to say, I mean, to me, Kyron Williams is, an, is like the, the quintessential example. And like, I'm not, a, especially with wide receivers, I'm not a big, uh, I need you to run a four or five. I need you to run a four or five. That's my cutoff before I start going. Eh. And and if you're not oh, running fair. a four or five, you you kind of got to you got to be Tank Dell. And I will say he's very polished. It's just hard for me to project players like Deuce Vaughn, Tank Dell. Mm. It's hard for me yeah. to see them realistically playing in the NFL every snap. Um, I'm a JSN guy. He's my he's my number one. And to me, it's mm. it's. JSN is a tier and then everyone else. And it's mm. to me, it's the model of the, the NF, the NFL uh, and, and the way it's shifting. You want craftsmen who can get open everyone on the field and produce after the catch. And I think he does all those things. Um, the biggest thing I heard out of all you guys was what the hell are those comps, Chuck? Someone said Braden Iuke for Dude, it was all no, but that's what that's what's so funny is people that's, are afraid to say, like, here's the comp. They'll be like, I think this um, this scale or these <laughs> metrics point to this person being a comp, but I'm sure shit not going to say that I think that. <laughs> it's so Sorry, much of that because of the shit that he – because of the way that the reactions he draws out of people. I just don't – people don't know what bag to put him in. And people don't know – like I've learned more and more. Like again, I'm going to take a little bit to pat my own back, fellas. Yeah, because again, we're in my ballpark for, for prospects. People don't understand football like as much as they think they do. I'm not trying to be a jerk. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be like an asshole or pretentious. But Quentin Johnston being compared to Brandon Ayuk, you have not watched a down of film. Brandon Ayuk <laughs> is one of the best route runners in the NFL. And Quentin Johnston's biggest flaw for me is route running. Because like the not catching with your hands and all of that, uh, mm -hmm. to me, like you said, you can work on those things. Those are things that you can run drills and get better at. But we talked about this at the beginning. Nothing else matters unless you can get open. And I question if Quentin mm -hmm. Johnston can get open in the pro level. I think he can do things after the catch. Like, believe it or not, you're a 49ers fan, Justin, so you'll like this. My biggest comp for Quentin Johnston is Debo Samuel. He is an athlete with plus size who is good after the catch, not a strong route runner, but if you can get him in space, he can devastate you. That makes sense. Brandon I Jagger, you know, you know why I know we're going to be good friends? Because I didn't want to say that because I didn't want to, you know, really put it on there that I'm a 49ers fan, but that's exactly who I comped him to, too. That's exactly yeah. who I comped him to, too. Because yeah. everything you said, he's not a good route runner. He doesn't handle press coverage well. And what you when you get the ball in his hands, he's fucking amazing. But you got to get the ball in his hands somehow. So That's, it's either going to be yeah. screen or it's going to be end arounds or whatever. But yeah, yeah no, so I, like, I completely agree. The uh, the yeah, blueprint the for Quentin Johnson to have a successful career is the dude who's having orgies in Seattle. Uh, if he can follow that path, then I think uh, I think he'll be right as rain. <laughs> He's got to gain about so, thirty pounds, though. <laughs> I got. I got be a, a plan for physical. that. I got a plan for that. I guess the real, real question now, where there's a big debate, is like, who's our wide receiver too? Because we we talked about Boston College. I'm a massive Zay Flowers fan. Like Zay Flowers mm -hmm. is my wide receiver too. And then it's kind of a tear for me. Jordan Addison could be there, but I just think that Zay Flowers is a 
is a he plays bigger than Jordan Addison does. But uh, I know a lot of people think I'm crazy, but actually, no, I, I make more sense every day about Zay Flowers. Before he's even getting the fight, the, the hype, I was like, Zay Flowers is the guy. It was like, fuck you, he's 5'8", blah. You know? So, I mean, I, I don't know. He, he's my guy. And I know a lot of people love Jordan Addison. But like I said, you go for pit. And again, you got to think about level of competition. You are a stud mm-hmm. at pit. And then you go over at, to the best player in college football it's caleb williams it's like not even a question who cares about awards whatever it's caleb williams and then you kind of underwhelm and you talk about how targets are earned it makes me question a little bit am i saying he's bad no i just people like we were talking about floors i don't think people are ready to understand that this wide receiver class is probably the worst one that Mm -hmm. we've had in the last three or four years and yeah, that doesn't mean that there's not studs. It just like, yeah. you know, we were getting Jahan Dotson in the top of the second, and we're not going to mm, get that this boy. round. You know, boy. yeah, John, I love Jahan Dotson. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll move on to rookie draft day steals, guys. Uh, I'm going to name out four that I think at current ADP are steals from what they get. I'm going to start with a guy I know you probably love, Chuck Tank Bixby. What do you think about him? Mm. I absolutely love him. Big tank draft. Uh, I wonder if we'll ever have this many tanks go again. I don't know where the tank is. I don't know how high tank is on like the modern day naming books or if it's even actually, they're actually even named tank, but uh, yeah. just, I don't know. That's just caught my eye. Um, yeah. No, I, love, I, I I had to watch, you know, I, I'll, I'll I'm an Auburn guy. You know, we're, we're throwing our teams out there. He was the only thing we had to look forward to on Saturdays for the better part of three years there. Um, the One of the worst offenses consistently in the league. Um, he's just a hard runner. He pitter, he pitter-pats a little bit, um, but, man, he's just he's able to do things with guys in the backfield that I don't think we're seeing a lot of from other guys in this draft. So, I, don't, I mean, we're talking ceiling-wise, not as upper up there, but um, you know, just a nice rotational guy for some team who's going to have him later in the draft. I agree with that. Like he's on my list of players that uh, like when I look at running backs, especially I'm a, I'm a guy that does our early draft. So uh, mm-hmm. in the one draft I I am um, I had I traded back up to make sure I get Tank, and you're looking mm-hmm. for guys who aren't going to come off the field. Like yeah. you know Tank has like I know like a data guy would be like well his production was mediocre for being a three year starter. Well again mm-hmm. the like you said Auburn was mediocre and they were running Context. like I said. Yeah, yeah, two steps away from like a wing T offense. That that's you know, so, that, so, that, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like an H. They weren't offense. getting a lot of people. Don't know. I mean, they were not getting any nationally televised games last year because they were garbage. Because Bo Nix transferred and they didn't have a backup plan, and the coach was banging the staffers. It look, it was crazy. All right, it was nuts. I didn't even know the banging the staffers thing, but thank you. That's even more. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I didn't even know that. Like, it's a bigger <laughs> shit show than I thought it was, man. It like, sounds like Ben Wilder was the coach. <laughs> yeah. yeah Blue, Blue Mountain State. Blue Mountain State. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you're right on. Uh, next guy. Um, I don't. I don't. I know you haven't seen a whole lot, Justin. But uh, have you heard the name Josh Downs or have any feelers out? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not. Like I said, I'm not huge on this uh, receiving class, kind of like you guys are. But, I mean, I would take a shot on Josh Downs. This is a receiving class of slot receivers, really, when you think about it. Everybody here is a slot receiver. 
But you know what? Slot receivers make money. They make you some serious mm-hmm. freaking money in this game. They eat if one targets. Exactly. They get mm-hmm. targets, and most of the time they'll end up getting the targets right near the, the red zone too because all you have to do is dink and dunk a slant route right into the end mm-hmm. zone. You know, so I, I like this. I like Josh Downs. I haven't watched too much tape on him. But, you know, from what I've seen, he seems like he's a fluid route runner. And he seems like, you know, he could probably do something at the next level. I'm not going to say he's going to be the next Hunter Renfro. But, you know, maybe, you know, he could have like a season like a Christian Kirk three years down the line or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And like Matt Matt Harmon, you know, like the the wide receiver guru, he said as being like the smaller guy, and I, I can even confirm this, he he catches jump balls, he plays big, like yeah, him and Zay Flowers. Yeah, like you want to talk about Quentin Johnston? Those two guys play bigger than he does. Like that, it's no mm-hmm. body catches for them. They're they're climbing the ladder. So then mm-hmm. Josh Downs is going anywhere from like the the 112 to the top of the second. So to me, if you want to talk about your Jahan Dotson of this draft class of a guy who can fall later and you have a quality receiver, I think it's Josh Downs. The other two guys, mm-hmm. uh, more people are coming on to Jaden Reed, and I've been the biggest Sam Laporta fan. I think this is the best tight end class that I've ever seen in years. So mm-hmm. as much as we were shitting Are you on going Kincaid ends, or are you going Mayer? Neither. I'm going Sam Laporta later. I would rather have Tank mm. Biggs during the, the Kincaid era, mm. and then I'd rather get Sam Laporta later because I think Sam Laporta is just as good as those other two guys, legitimately. I think he's mm. just as good. Wow. So you're and Jaden Reed is Gerald Everett, huh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's my Gerald Everett this year. Yeah. He's your Gerald Everett. Uh, so I, I would love to ask you where you have Jaden Reed in your tiers of, you know, you're talking about JSN at the top, and then you have some more tier breaks. Where do you have him in that uh, in that picture? I'm updating my rankings right now, actually, and I've I, I think I have James. Are we swaying him at all? Top ten. Uh, uh, he's, he's my top ten. <laughs> Doesn't sound receivers, like it. So. No. I, yeah. I don't yeah. think I've said a damn thing that's swaying his opinion. So <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> all right, we're talking about bus now. Um, who likes mm-hmm. Devin Ashane and why? I'm gonna let somebody else jump in here because I don't. <laughs> you don't? No one does? Ooh. I did that on purpose. Sorry, guys. I took a little free. Yeah, well, it fit. I honestly think it fit. <laughs> so, well, that's why I did it. We do this every year. We do this every year with players. And like, we might as well talk about it at the same time Devin Ashane and Jalen Hyatt. Yeah. These hyper fast mm. athletes. And that's mm. all that they're really good at. A lot of these yeah. guys will tell you on Twitter that Devin Ashane is a good interior runner. I don't think that's true. I think he benefited for some good blocking, and he happens to be fast enough to where that mm. doesn't matter in college. But you look at this guy, he will run a 4-3 right into a safety and stop. like this. Which <laughs> like, is a career like, killer. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, I mean, like, in the next level, uh, at the next level, you need to be able to – you should be breaking – second level tackles consistently that's one of my top traits you know like if Mm -hmm. if you can't break a tackle in a corner then to me you're not an every down back and then on top of that Devin O'Shane isn't that great of a receiver he's just fast and then we talk about again Jalen Hyatt you talk about your John Ross there he is Jalen Mm -hmm. Hyatt right there he's he's Will Fuller at best if he gets juiced up one season with Deshaun Watson he'll do well but other than that I don't Mm -hmm. think he's gonna do much that's a rough comp 
It is a rough comp. Big, How many of us are on the Tajay Spears train? Big John Ross the podcast. <laughs> no, Anybody like, on the Tajay Spears train? Uh, of the three, I would say maybe I could see it just depending on, you know, if he's used right. Cause I, I kind of like the, I like his moves. Uh, I like the way that he kind of jiggles, but um, I mean, we're just talking about, you know, like you said earlier, an entire class of guys that feel like the amount of guys that don't feel like projects is at an all time high. Uh, I'll be pleasantly surprised, but um, they're going to have to do the work for me. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, he, I like him too, but it's kind of like Kenneth Gainwell, where he's probably going to have a role on the team, mm. but is he's going to have a, a role on your fantasy team? Probably mm. not, because he's like he's not going to be an every down guy, and that's to me with this entire running back class, people aren't mm. willing to reckon with is that there's already a lot of good running backs on teams right now, and there's yeah. only about two or three optimal spots. So mm-hmm. a lot of these guys are going to be buried. We're going to have some AJ Dillons, this guy that you're like, oh man, this is the year AJ Dillon is going to be a stud, and then nothing's going to fucking happen. So you got a little visitor uh, the, the, there. Your, you got a little visitor to your right. Oh my cat. Looks like he's playing like the. He's looking like he's doing a DJ set right now. Is what it looks like. When you, when uh, you said but, a visitor, I'm like, who's behind me? <laughs> It's ghost face. What I like about a lot of the wide receivers, and I just mean maybe the position as a whole, is because a lot of these guys have the way the NFL is structured now and the way that offenses have progressed and the way that they're able to use all kinds of wide receivers, these guys have much longer careers now and they're constantly given much more chances than the running back position. So I think that Mm -hmm. your probability of these wide receivers, even if they have a long ways to go, uh, we're talking about guys that are now that they're playing well into their thirties now, and they're going to consistently be given shots. We've seen guys get signed left and right that have produced minimal, you know, decent seasons, but it's about the shot, you know, are they going to get the shot? And I think this is, you know, the, with where the running backs are, the wide receivers will still get the shot over them. Uh, All right, that does it on rookies. Uh, we'll we'll talk trades right now. What a graphic! We're going to talk about some of the yeah, I know we're going to talk about some of the worst <laughs> trades ever. Uh, we only got three this week. One of them I can't wait to get to. We'll just start with one that I got. <laughs> Um, I put Patrick Mahomes on the trade block. A lot of it is on board, and I was high when mm. I did this. And I was like, what's going to happen? <laughs> I'm, the same way. I'm, a, I'm a bored trader. Like, if I'm just sitting at work with nothing to yeah. do, I just start firing yeah, trades fire off. A few off. And, and, and yeah. you know what? Sometimes yeah. they are awful, but you just never know when someone's going to say yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, I put up Patrick Mahomes, and this guy offered me Justin Fields in the 108 for Patrick Mahomes. And I said, that's not enough. It's just, it's not enough. Mm. I don't know. Like, like to me, again, Patrick Mahomes is like the goat. It's not. He needs to be Godfather offered, to even be cons- and that's even just to be considered. I think personally, we're talking about, mm-hmm. like you said, the best. This is the best we're watching play right now. And do you want to have the best? Because you're talking about an emotional factor on top of just wanting to win your leagues. You know, you got the best rolling out your team every day. And I love Justin Fields. I love him. Yeah. 
to me, if you could have offered Justin Fields in the 101, and I would have been, okay, because mm-hmm. I get Bijan. You know, that makes mm-hmm. sense. But the 108, I love Zay Flowers, but that ain't my home's amount enough of value in my Did, did you say or did you just say you didn't have enough? I negotiated with them, and then I put a passive-aggressive shitty poll and used my Twitter <laughs> followers against them. That's a, such a, such a flex. I love it. Ultimate flex. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and immediately. I was like, yeah, and I was like, I was like, seventy percent of people think that this is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it also, does, I'm sorry, but the trade also doesn't make much sense to me for whoever offered it to you, because with with the potential of what we saw, what Justin Fields' ceiling could be, and also the the number one, you know, the number eight overall pick, I'm assuming what his, I'm assuming the team he has built around with Justin Fields as quarterback is a team that's on the verge of competing here. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Like I get, I get the upside of Mahomes here, but he could have something from a fantasy point standpoint. Wise, not an all-time career, but from a fantasy point standpoint, wise, close to Mahomes in Justin Fields, mm-hmm. and then being able to add depth or, or, or a top pick sure. somewhere else. It doesn't make sense from his standpoint either. In my head, yeah, I agree. And he actually said that, and I was just like, <laughs> okay, yeah, dude, but like that makes sense. But I'm sorry, I'm not gonna sell them to you because you need stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, like like it's just. So, so what's know, the it, tier gap for you? What's the what's the gap and what what bridges it? Like, um, it's the pick. If that pick was a top three pick, I would say fine because I can get a QB and I can get two QBs. I think are good. Or like I said, Bijan, then that's fine. But the 108, that's just that's where the teardrop breaks. After in this draft mm. class, after the top five picks, you're losing yep. out on sure sure chances after that. And I need two sure sure things. Like I don't need you know a what if and a maybe if I'm giving up you know my homes. So that, that's you're my the first round pick in that situation. Uh, for mine, I'd have to look it up, but I. Th- Okay. I, I didn't know if you if you already had like six, a like a high yeah. first round pick as well in that situation or not. Yeah, I did because in this league we actually had a supplemental draft. So I came in and I oh, took okay. over an mm-hmm. orphan, and yeah. it was like there were like three shitty teams. So they're like, let's just redraft, and then you guys can build a draft out of these teams. And then like I, I'm a piece of shit, so I drafted Mahomes and then three draft picks before I did anything else to hoard that because yeah. I like liquid <laughs> assets. You know, Um, the next trade we have is for my boy, nerd boy, uh, Debo and D hop for the uh, he would receive Debo and D hop and he would get back the 403 Drake London and Devonta Smith. This mine. My trade has some discussion. This is just insulting. That's some shit. I would try not to be there about. Yeah, this guy must have been at Burning Man or something because that is not like I'm high. That's like I'm tripping my nuts off. (laughs) I want two wide receiver position. Yeah. Yeah, you, it's an automatic smash, and then when they say like yeah. no counter, you read that, and then you don't respond. You you make sure that your little bubble that says you read it fucking popped up. You know what I do here? I make it worse. I just let the timer run out on it. I let the trade offer expire because I want them to sit there and think they actually have a chance at it for as long as possible, oh, and then just let it the trail a little bit. You <laughs> you down down trail. Yeah, you. you like it'd be even funner if you lead about it. you're like I'll think about it and then you just never say it. <laughs> Psychological <laughs> torture is underrated. 
completely. And I think there needs to be more of it implemented in to, you know, cause you know, just saying no, you know, it's not enough. enough. It's like when you watch, it's like when you watch a movie and like, they just killed the guy and you're like, Oh man, I kind of wish more happened than he just got shot. Like I kind of wanted him to suffer or I don't know, like you want some, some pain to come from what to, to counter out the negativity. Yeah, Chuck's like, over I'll here like, a- I want to reenact the Saw fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> I take this shit serious. I take this shit serious. He wants to waste my teams every time. If you go to play <laughs> games with me, like we're about to play, we're about to play a game. <laughs> 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 That's what you should say. Don't play a game. Yeah, exactly. Send him the GIS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This guy's asking for a significant like wide receiver ones. Like he wants to trade mm-hmm. old yeah. wide receiver twos, wide receiver ones for the 403. For the 403. Just get out of here, dude. Like pl- please DM me. I don't even know if you're high on weed. We should have a crack pipe because that's what mm-hmm. you're on. You're fighting there in the middle of an intersection, trying to send yeah. out terrible trades. All right, last trade, and then we'll we'll take it home. For my boy, FF Mad Jester, this dude mm. is an animal, so I'm sure he probably had 30 of these, but he would receive the 109. Um, we're off to a bad start. Uh, and then he would receive <laughs> Justin Fields, or he would send Justin Fields and, and Ramondre Stevenson. So you think that Justin Fields and Ramondre Stevenson are worth mm. one, one late Such pissed. a joke. Majestic yeah, that one C. makes me sick. What does the C stand for? What What is majestic? Because the one word we said we can't say, that's what I want to say. That. Right. <laughs> Look, the 109 isn't even enough for Justin Fields alone. We could even discuss if it's enough for Stevenson alone. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't trade Stevenson for the 109 alone. Yeah, exactly. To me, to me, it would be like an end draft trade. If Charbonnet's still there, I might mm-hmm. do it. You know, but it's probably not there. But, like, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. this is – so that makes you wonder, do people have Justin Fields? Does, is, does the market just not know how to appropriately, or are they trying to capitalize on what they maybe think? Maybe they looked at Justin Fields and they go, he might not ever be hotter than he is right now. I don't think that, but that's got to be the theme here is that people just don't see it. Also, was this pre-trade? Because pre-trade, Justin Fields' stock was pretty freaking low. But post-trade, Justin Fields' stock, not that low. But it was pretty like, yeah, like people were thinking about now. 105 for Justin Fields. I don't know, man. For me, it was it was never like it, it, I would trade it for Bijan. That's it. Any other quarterback, like I would trade it for the 101, and that's where it stops. Because like mm-hmm. any other quarterback in this draft class, Anthony Richardson, I'm hoping he's Justin Fields. You know, CJ Stroud will never give me that Russian upside. And they came from the Mm -hmm. same system. And Justin Fields was a better prospect coming out. Uh, Bryce Mm -hmm. Young, again, will never offer that. So to me, this is disrespect. Chuck, you asked me this question on on our blind date on the first podcast. Mm -hmm. I would ask somebody if they sent me this. Do you know who the fuck I am? Like, like, why why would you (laughs) even send me? Like, this is disrespect. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I don't like when people make me angry and I shouldn't be angry. And that's one of them. That's one of them right yeah. there. And the team, the team is like, take the bears had the worst record in the league last year. Justin Fields progressed in some ways. I took, he, he hit the check mark. You want to see him hit. And the team basically said, we're taking, we're committing to this guy fully. And that's what they're doing right now. So 
that factors into any possibility of giving him away. Yep. I agree a hundred percent. Um, I, I don't know, man. I'm sorry that you even had to go through that, Jester. And if you ever want to talk and need therapy, I think I'll put out a Discord for bad <laughs> trades because that's yes. some bullshit. But that'll be on do alert, it. That's people. the show. Yeah, be on alert, be people. Alert. You could be on. You could be on this in a heartbeat. So get your shit together. Yeah, Majestic C, you're on notice. You're on notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're looking so for that- you. Yeah. that'll do it folks this has been the dynasty hour that's been going on for an hour and 20 minutes my name is jagger you can find me at fantasy blue chip and our favorite bass hole chuck bass and mm. fantasy jesus you can find him at simtex mex 93 and andrew leduke mr millard who does not have his twitter handle i doubt that is it he'll He's you guys have figured out. It's, close. it's it's real mr mallard Oh, okay, okay, okay. Cool. Come on, Leduc, send us off with five. Let's go. Come on, oh, put no, it down. No, no, no. I just, I literally just finished. <laughs> <laughs> put it down. <laughs> I have no more. All right, right folks, make sure to like. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow us everywhere. Um, we'll see you next week. Get it? Let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs>